You are now entering the mind of one of rock's greatest musicians. A former singer of Styx. The exclusive podcast, Come Sail Away, with Dennis DeYoung. Hi, this is Dennis DeYoung, and you may know of me from being in the band Styx, or you may not. I'll begin this really talking about what I know best, which is horticulture. No, I don't know anything about horticulture. I'll be talking about my life, my life in Styx, and my take on what has become known as classic rock music. The most important uh, thing that I want to talk first and foremost about is how the heck did I get here? How is it possible that people who make generally smart business decisions at Cox Communications would have the, what I would say is the bad judgment to have actually given me a forum to speak? And I'll tell you how I got here, because it's really important, not only in my life, but for, for all of you out there who are trying to understand the hierarchy of the universe, of which we'll get into later. But here's my take on the universe. Back in 1972, the band Sticks was signed to its first recording contract on a local record label called Wooden Nickel. And folks, that says it all. But what they did, more than anything else, is they gave us an opportunity to make records, something that should not ever be taken lightly. They gave us money to go in the studio and make an album, and we really, as a band, didn't know very much at all about writing original material. We were a really popular and successful Chicago cover band. That's what we were. We would cover Led Zeppelin and Jethro Tull and Yes and Three Dog Night, whoever was popular, The Who, didn't matter, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. We were your go-to guys to have a good time Saturday night at the dances. So we were thrust into this position of suddenly coming up with original material. I was not a songwriter. I had never really been a songwriter. I had been a kid who played accordion, who then went to Farfisa organ and got into a doggone rock band. So now we have to write songs. So the first album was, was I think, had eight songs on it, maybe seven. <clears throat> And four of them were given to us by the producer of the record, who was also the president of the record company. We didn't want to do these songs because we thought we had better ideas, but, you know, he was paying for the tickets. So we recorded these songs. One of them actually was a song written by George Clinton of, Par uh, 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 of P. Funk. That gives, do I have to say any more than that? Do I? Yeah, it turned out okay. It's called After You Leave Me. But really, <clears throat> the truth of the matter is, I had written at the end of the album version my first song really called Lady that I ever wrote and sang on a record ever in my life. Now, I had written a song called I'm Gonna Make You Feel It, uh, but that didn't make the first record either. But I had this song, Lady, at the last minute, and I said, I, this doesn't sound bad to me. And the uh, Bill Trout, who was the, the, the executive producer, said, let's save that for the second album. I think we have what we need on this one. Understand, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. That bears repeating. I was just making stuff up as I went along. Look where it's gotten me. I can't believe it. So the first album comes out. It, it you know, it's not terrible. Okay, it, it's time for the second album. So this album turns out to be, has seven songs on it. On it. Five of them are mine. So this is my foray into songwriting and singing. Lady is the first single. It's released and bang, it's the worst flop of all time. Three radio stations played it, I think, in the country. And I was crushed. I thought, well, like Sally Field, they don't like me. They really don't like me. Having no understanding that the music business actually is music and a business, that's why those words are put together. 
I took it personally. And so for the next two albums, um, I, I tried to write like anyone but myself, you know. I, if you just said, stand in the corner and do a, a duet with Oscar the Grouch on a ukulele, this is what I would have done. Because let's face it, we're young, we're naive, we are ambitious, we want approval. So we do it. We, we, we do what we need to do. Two albums later. Are you with me, kids? As you follow this, there'll be a quiz at the end of this. Two albums later, we record two more records. We're going into WLS and WDAI. WDAI was the biggest FM station in Chicago. They were owned by ABC, I believe, at the time. And WLS was the monster of the midway. This radio station was as important as any radio station in the country. This was 1974. It was Top 40 Radio. Top 40 Radio ruled the universe. FM Radio had really not come into his own yet. So we go down to promote our newest, our latest album and our last album. This is the fourth album on our deal with Wooden Nickel. If we don't do any sales on this baby, it's over. And we know it. So we, we, we go to see DAI. They'll talk to us, you know, but nobody gets in the WLS. Okay? You got radio guys are staring. You don't let just schmucks come in here. Important people only. So we go, and we, uh, it was J.Y. and me, who's James Young, and we knock on the door. Knock, 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 knock. That's my sound effect. Don't put it in later. We knock on the door, a WLS with a promotion man. And he says, hi, uh, the, two of the guys from Sticks are here. We just want to drop off this album. Well, the receptionist says, oh, wait a second. She calls. Let me talk to the program director. The program director. So he comes out, a guy named Jim Smith. He says, come on in, guys. We go into this conference room, long table. And we sat down and we said, here, Jim, this is our, our latest album, Man of Miracles. And he picks it up. And he looks at it and he goes, well, listen, guys, I'm not going to play anything for the, from this album. You can be guaranteed of that. And we said, okay. He said, but the reason I called you in here today is because tonight at 8 o'clock on John Records' Landecker show, who was a huge jock in Chicago, I'm going to play Lady at 8 o'clock tonight. And I'm going to play it at 8 o'clock every night and see if it's a hit. So we went, oh, my God. That night at 8 o'clock, I was in my house in the kitchen. My wife and I were waiting because we thought, this is, this is a nasty joke. We're being punked. At 8 o'clock, John Records' Land Hector comes on and he says, WLS welcome sticks to, you know, to, to the radio. And Lady played. And we danced in the kitchen that night to Lady because we never got national exposure or promotion through Wooden Nickel Records. We couldn't get a tour. We couldn't move outside of Chicago to play anywhere. So what we ended up doing was playing every high school dance on Friday and Saturday night in the Chicagoland area, constantly. Sticks will be in Wheeling tonight at... Okay, that was us. And because of that, unbeknownst to us, the kids would go home after the concert and call WLS and request Lady to be played. It had showed up for almost a year and a half in their top 10 most requested songs, which was unheard of because they never got requests for songs they didn't play. In fact, their competition, WCFL, if, you, if they didn't play it, they didn't get requests. So he knew there was something going on with the song, and that's why he played it. Plus, additionally, for all you people listening on FM radio, FM was just coming up in 74 and was providing a credible threat to, F, to AM radio because they were going to play rock music and rock bands, and 
WLS being a top 40 station, which means it would have played Petula Clark and the Beatles, it played everything, and Johnny Cash, he needed, he felt he needed to strengthen his rock credibility at his radio station. So what he was doing for himself and his radio station benefited us, and that's why he played that song. But it became, because he did, it just became a hit. Enlightening? Perhaps. Entertaining? Always. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Come Sail Away, with Dennis DeYoung. Get the next new episode Friday morning at 7 a.m. on this website.